become misfortune. <laughs> I'm watching you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of Macabre Misfortunes. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Tracy, I can honestly say that we have never done a story on a haunted train tunnel. I believe you're correct. That ends today. Well. And we've still got the, the I can't remember the name of the tunnels, but the big one I mentioned a couple weeks ago that we're going to do. That one would be, that's a big, big story. Today's story is more of a tragedy, I would say. All right. This tragic story goes all the way back to 1882. I chose this story because it actually takes place in the Smoky Mountains, and that's where we will be when this show airs. Oh, cool. The tunnel that we're going to talk about is in Dillsboro, North Carolina, right next to the Tuckasegee River. Now, the tunnel was built by the railroads to get to the Basically, untapped lumber supplies in western North Carolina. Not to mention they had rich mineral beds there, too. But they couldn't get to any of it. Mm-hmm. And if they could, they didn't have any way to transport it out of there. Yeah. So the tunnel was actually built by Western North Carolina Railroad. They're the ones that said, hey, we'll, we'll put a railroad here, but we have to somehow dig through these mountains. And that's basically where this tunnel was. It was straight through a mountain. It's had to blast through it. No. What? That would be easy. That wasn't the case here, though. Oh, God, Lord. We're going to get into the details here in in just a touch. But, like I said, they're going to have to tunnel through the mountains. And, as you can imagine, that is not an easy task. This was a very dangerous job, matter of fact. And, basically, it was near impossible to get workers to do this kind of stuff. In many cases, a workforce was leased from the prisons. Now, here's the important part of this story. It's important to note that this was only a little more than a decade after slavery was abolished, right after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Now, I bring this up because even though slavery was now illegal, there were still ways to get cheap labor and get around this, even though it wasn't very ethical. At this time, African Americans were still treated like second-class citizens, especially in the South where this took place. There were, we'll say, unwritten rules that applied to African Americans called the Black Codes, C-O-D-E-S. Very harsh laws that were created basically to wrangle up and imprison blacks. And then they would use the the, uh, prisoners as cheap workforces. I gotcha. So almost the same as slavery. Right. These laws would put African-Americans in jail for doing things like walking down the street after dusk or traveling through an area without a permanent place of residence. Terrible. With a staggering number of new black prisoners, the government created chain gangs, which would then, they would take out of their cells and put them to work doing, most of the time, hard labor. 
The prisons provided the cheap labor, and the plantations and the railroads gobbled up that cheap labor. The prisons were actually making a lot of money off this, even though they wouldn't charge them much because they had so many prisoners. Yeah. They were able to complete virtually impossible projects with minimal cost and a never-ending flow of workers. Okay, so now that we've got the background as to what happened here or how the prisons uh, loaded up their workforces. In 1882, a chain gang of 20 African Americans were sent to start digging the Cowie Tunnel with pickaxes. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Yeah. Now, with that being said, there were more prisoners that were sent there, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about this specific group of 20. Okay. This would have been backbreaking work. Just think about a mountain, not dirt, a mountain of nothing but rocks. Mm-hmm. You've got picks, and you're digging all the way through a tunnel. Just think about how painstaking I cannot even imagine. Charged with stealing, one of these inmates was 15-year-old Charles Eason. Oh, wow. Now, Charles doesn't really come into play in the story, but I found that fact very sad. Yeah, it's very sad. He's in there with full-grown men on a chain gang at 15 years old. And I don't know if he created, actually committed a crime or not, but that's what yes. he was charged with. Mm-hmm. The crew actually had their camp across the river from the tunnel where they were working. And keep in mind, this tunnel was being built because there was like a, a bend in the river. Mm-hmm. So it would have been hard to put stuff on a boat and get through this bend in the river the way they needed to get it done. And that's why they were building the tunnel next to it so they could avoid that bend altogether. At the end... And the beginning of each workday, they would get in a boat, cross the river. It's not a really wide river. There's some videos and stuff you can actually watch of this tunnel. Uh The river is not very wide right there. I mean, literally, you could swim across it. Yes. But they would get in a boat, go across the river to their camp at the end of the night. And the next day, they would get in the boat and come back to the camp and start working. One evening, after months of working on this project... 20 men and a guard get into their boat to cross the river. 19 of those men were shackled together. The 20th was a gentleman by the name of Anderson Drake. He was also an African-American prisoner, but he had like a higher ranking, so he was sort of like a supervisor, so he wasn't shackled. Okay. Okay. The river was actually high that day, and a swift current capsized the boat with all 20 prisoners and the guard They all went into the water. The 19 men who were shackled together became a tangled mess and quickly sank into the river. Now, Anderson Drake, he knew that it was basically hopeless trying to save any of those guys. Yes, because they were all shackled together. They were all shackled together. Mm -hmm. So he swam over and actually saved the guard, a gentleman by the name of Fleet Foster. Fleet, obviously, being the guard, was a white man. Mm Mm-hmm. You would think Fleet would be very thankful. This guy just saved his life. But he didn't like the fact of being saved by a black man. Oh, brother. He also didn't like the fact that the other guards, remember I told you there were other groups there too, the other guards looked at Drake as a hero. Well, lo and behold, later that evening, Fleet was going through Drake's things for whatever reason, and Fleet found his wallet in Drake's bag. What a coincidence. Some say that Drake actually stole it 
during the rescue. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're saving somebody from water. Yeah, and, and you're going to pick his pocket. Pick his pocket. Yeah. Others, though, think that Fleet planted the wallet to kind of knock some of the shine off the new hero, so to speak. Well, I mean, that would make a little bit more sense. Fleet ordered him to be horsewhipped and to have more time added to a sentence. The man who just saved his life earlier that day. Shameful. The 19 men who drowned were eventually pulled out of the river, but they were hastily buried at the top of the tunnel, right near the mouth, in unmarked graves. Visitors to the area say that they see strange lights on top of and inside the tunnels. They've heard screaming, the sounds of splashing water, and of course, rattling chains. This tunnel, by the way, which you can actually go through on one of the scenic train rides, they, just to see the inside of it, gives you the creeps. Oh, I can imagine. This is so roughly done. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, most tunnels you go through, especially like ones made with concrete and stuff, yeah. it's all smooth and round. Mm-hmm. And even a lot of the ones that you've seen like this are a lot more smooth. They've really taken their time to make it look good. Not this one. This one is just like, it's a hole, but it's like really roughly done with just chunks taken everywhere. Nothing is smooth about it. Yeah. It's I almost like a cave. I, I wouldn't even care. And I think that's the whole thing. Is right. They just, there's no point in getting it smooth. They just needed to get it done. done. And that shows you how hard it would have been to do the work was the fact that it's just big chunks. And it was just a whatever it takes to get a big enough hole to get a train through there. Mm-hmm. But... People still see a bunch of stuff today. Uh, nobody knows exactly where the grave is up on top because it wasn't marked. But so it is sad. it is right there. And it's not it's not very deep on top of that. I mean, you've got this hole and it looks like it can't be more than maybe eight or ten more feet on top of that to where they were buried. And I don't know how they would have done it. I mean, I guess there's got to be some um, dirt and stuff up there. I mean, because there's grass and stuff growing. But you would think a lot of that was rock. Yeah. So to be able to dig... A big enough grave to put 19 people. But uh. that's supposedly what, what's happening with the story. Well, goes. I wonder how long it took him to dig that. I don't know. I didn't see anything about how long it actually took to do the tunnel. But you would have thought, I mean, they had dynamite back in... Yeah, why wouldn't they do it? Why wouldn't they do back that? Back in 1880-something. I don't know. Maybe that was just an extra punishment to make it work harder or something. Well, I mean, and, and maybe so. Maybe it was the fact that it was free labor, but it still would have taken a lot longer. You yeah. would have thought that you would have wanted it done as quick as possible. Hmm. But I don't know. That's crazy. Well, you know, we, we always like to do the kind of gruesome facts or disturbing facts or something. Mm-hmm. I got a couple for you. In 1939, and I don't know any details on this, so don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> okay. 835 sheep in the United States were killed by a single lightning strike. I don't know if they were standing in water and the, the current traveled through water. Because remember, there was that deal in that soccer team. Yeah. Soccer team that, mm-hmm. like, I think 11 or 12 were all struck by lightning at the same time because I think the field was wet or oh, something gosh. like that. But I don't know what the deal was, but that's that's what happened there. So, people, when you're counting sheep at night, you have 800 and something less sheep to count. Two less sheep. <laughs> That's a crazy thing. That's so crazy. 
Here's the other thing that I found amazing. It's not really disturbing, but it's something I get that hardly anybody's ever thought about. What? We take daylight for granted. But yes. the natural state of the universe is darkness. Daytime is only caused because we're nearby, basically, uh, a star that puts off light. But if you think about it, if we weren't close to that star, the sun, there wouldn't be light. That's the only reason we have light. So our natural state is darkness all the time. It's like when you walk into a room at nighttime. That would, that's the way it should be is dark, but you flip on the light so you can see stuff. But technically, we should be in the dark all the time. Well, how depressing would that be? <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know any better, it may not be depressing. Well, yeah, but I would still think it would mess with it's, your psyche somehow. There it has probably to be. would, but I mean, it's like somebody who's born blind. Yeah. If you don't know what you're not seeing. Well, that's true. That would be a lot harder if you were somebody who had sight for a long time and then, then lost your sight. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I'm glad it's not that way. Thank you, son. <laughs> Anyways, that wraps up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the story. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you soon.